You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Ashley Holbert, and today we are joined by Lindy Studs, a U.S. Census Bureau media representative. Thank you for coming on the show today, Lindy. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. For most of the college students tuning in today, this is our first time taking an active part in a census. Why is a nationwide census so important, and what does an accurate count accomplish for our communities? Sure. So the census is important for multiple reasons. Um, The first reason being that it's mandated in the U.S. Constitution that we conduct a census or a count of our population every 10 years. Um, But the real importance, I think, boils down to two things, which is political power and money. So the political power part of it is that every 10 years, when we do our updated population count, um, the seats in the House of Representatives are sort of re-divvied out based on that population count. So some states will lose seats in the House, some could gain seats, and some could stay the same. But that affects our representation in Washington. It's very important. The data also impacts um, redistricting um, at the national, state, and local levels. The money side of it is that there will be more than $675 billion in federal funding distributed to local communities per year for the length of the decade. And that money is all distributed based on population count. So if you have a larger population, you will get more money to support that population. If you have a smaller number, you'll get smaller amount. Um, but it's all based on the, the count as opposed to the need. So it's an very imperative that we get everybody counted to ensure that every community gets its fair share of what it needs to support those vital programs and services for the decade. What does the timeline for the census look like so students can start getting prepared? Sure. So National Census Day is April 1st, 2020. Um, But the census has actually already started. So we are starting to enumerate some of our residents in more rural and remote areas of the country. But for the most of us, we can expect uh, the beginning of March or middle of March to be contacted to respond to the census. Um, And the data is got to be delivered um, to the president's desk by the end of 2020. And so that way, Um, in 2021, we will see the results published on a public um, platform on our website, which is census.gov. I've heard that this is the first year that the public can submit their count for the census online. What do you think this convenient option will mean for our community? Yeah, so um, the census is easier than ever before, um, and it's because of what you mentioned, right? So this time there's actually going to be three ways to respond to the census. So the majority of us will get invited to respond to the census beginning in mid-March, and we'll get an invitation in the mail that will say, please go online to this website or call this toll-free phone line to submit your responses. Um, And we will send multiple reminders out to households um, with that information, and eventually, if you haven't responded, we will also So mail out a paper questionnaire in case someone wants to fill out the paper and mail that back in. So it is easier than ever before because people have three options to respond. But the Internet certainly is our recommended primary method. What is the Census Bureau doing to protect our privacy as we move to an online option? Whether it's online or paper, right, we're providing some personal information when we respond to the census. And so privacy and confidentiality is a top priority for the Bureau. So we've not only engaged um, cybersecurity experts as well as technology and social media partners to help us, um, but we also just have general laws in place that protect our data no matter how we respond. One of the laws is um, called Title 44, and basically what that does is that puts our data that we provide when we respond under lock and key 
for 72 years. So it is protected and secure, and no one's going to see it that shouldn't. That raw data isn't shared with any other law enforcement agencies, government agencies, or anyone else. The only thing we do is take that raw data and we produce statistics and population numbers, and that's what's distributed to the public and government agencies. Now, I read a study performed by researchers at the U.S. Census mentioning that many children were not properly counted in the 2010 census. What is the Bureau doing this year to ensure an accurate count, especially for children? Sure. So, yeah, young children, particularly those under the age of five, so our babies and toddlers, are the age group that are at the highest risk of not being counted. And in 2010, you're right, we estimated we missed about 5% of our babies and toddlers, which was about a million children. Um, and that's very important because those kids over the next decade are going to end up in the school system, and there's lots of resources and services that they're going to need. So we are engaging um, community leaders and partners in every community that work with not only parents and guardians of those age groups, but work with them, whether it be healthcare, early childhood education, things of that nature, to help spread the word and make sure we get them counted. Sadly, we have a significant homeless population here in Rock Hill. What can be done to ensure that every person in our county, including those who are experiencing homelessness, are counted in the 2020 census? Sure. So, That's a really great question, Ashley, because it helps me remind everyone that everyone counts during a census, and that includes um, those experiencing homelessness. So we will have multiple operations in place to help enumerate that population. Um, We do have something called our service-based enumeration operation, and that's where we partner with service-based organizations within local communities that work with that population on a daily basis, right? Your your shelters, your um, laundry and shower services, your soup kitchens, things like that, um, to identify where that population is and help us get them counted because there are so many vital services and programs that are funded by that those federal dollars, and we want to make sure those communities get there. So we will partner with those service-based organizations to ensure that everyone, including those experiencing homelessness, get counted. Now, I know there was a big hot topic over the past year about whether or not there would be an immigration question on the census. Can you tell us a little bit about what was decided? Yeah, and and I think a lot of people have... Um, questions about that still because the citizenship or the possibility of a citizenship question on the census was a, was a hot topic um, last year. And the Supreme Court's decided uh, in the summer of 2019 that the citizenship question would not be included on the census. So no one's going to be asked to establish whether or not, you know, to establish their status. Um, you're just going to be asked things like your name, your age, birth date, race, ethnicity, sex, and relationship to other people that you live with. Um, so it's just very basic information. Um, so that's important. I will say, though, for for some of our um, foreign-born residents, right, folks who um, may not uh, be English speakers as their, their first language, um, one of the ways we've tried to make this census easy for them is that 
the online form as well as the toll-free phone line people can call, that is going to be supported in 13 languages. Um, and so you can go, and if you you speak Spanish or you speak Russian or, or you speak Vietnamese or whatever it may be, you can go on there and 13 of our primary languages are supported. So you can answer the census questions in your, in your most comfortable language, um, or you can call the toll-free phone line and talk to a sworn census taker in your language and they can walk you through the questionnaire and record your responses. So we're also trying to make it easy there um, because we know that people, if it's more comfortable, um, it's easier to do and they're more likely to do it. So, And what would be your best advice to students trying to get friends on campus to see the importance of taking part in the 2020 census? I think there's a lot that you all can do across campus to just engage each other and make sure that you all do your part. Um, so there's a couple things. First of all, we are still hiring for those census taker jobs. Um, so that work will happen May through July, um, but we're hiring now. So please, if you're interested in not only making a little extra money with a flexible schedule, as well as helping out your community, um, you can go to 2020census.gov slash job to learn more and apply. But there's two other things that I think everybody can do. The first thing is just educate yourself, right? So we're sharing some information today, but we have our website, again, 2020census.gov. There's so much information there. I encourage everyone to take 10 minutes. Check it out. Learn some more of the facts. Dig in a little deeper on some of the things I've mentioned today that maybe might be more important to you than other things. And really just understand how it impacts you um, because it impacts everyone. Um, The other thing I would say is get with (laughs) your um, cohorts where you live and decide what do we need to do? What action do we need to take this census to make sure we're counted? And it's going to be different depending on where you live. So if you're a student who lives in on-campus housing. Um, you, we will work with representatives at your university and to figure out the best way to count you all. So you may you will get some communication from your university on how you're going to be counted and you may be asked to participate. More importantly, for those students who live off campus, I want you to just get with your roommates. You're going to get a postcard invitation in the mail mid-March. That's going to be your invitation to respond. Get with your roommates wherever you're living. Decide who is going to fill out that form. Go online and fill out the form and make sure everyone in your apartment, everyone in your condo, everyone in your house is counted. Um, That's the biggest thing is just coordination because we want to make sure you're counted so you all get your fair share of what you need here at the community for Winthrop University and the surrounding area. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Ashley. That was Lundy Studs, a media representative for the U.S. Census Bureau, talking about what we can expect from the census in the next few weeks. You're listening to the Palmetto Report.